What's up guys, Divine Knowledge here, uh, back with another one, as usual. Uh, today's episode is not a decode episode, uh, there's really nothing important to decode, nothing groundbreaking, no breaking news whatsoever. So, uh, I decided to narrate one of my most recent posts on divineknowledge1.blogspot.com I repeat, divineknowledge1.blogspot.com There's a, you know, my most recent post posted on January 9 this year It's titled, The Missing Capstone is the Reason Why Earth Has a Gone Extinct Literally, okay The reason why I want to read this post is because, uh you know, some people don't like reading. Like, they just don't like reading. They don't like reading books. They don't like reading sentences. You know, they hate everything about reading. You know, it is what it is. You know, some people are born to be audio obsessive, visual, attentive. You know, paying attention to detail. Then reading itself. Then, you know, what we call linguistics. So be it. You know, that's why I divine knowledge is going to narrate this post that way you can listen to this recording as you're doing whatever you're doing okay so let's begin the pyramids of egypt are one of the many seven wonders of the world the fact that this main landmark is still intact should tell you something and that's the fact that the government either couldn't destroy the pyramids Due to its durable, heavy material that causes the pyramids to not be demolished, or they decided to keep it intact so they could manifest it to a tourist attraction and monetize it. Either way it goes, it truly is a fascinating piece of archaic architecture that causes many humans to become curious of what it means and the answer is simple. The pyramids, in hindsight, are one of the many basic forms of architecture. The pharaohs, the mayor of, of that time, that's how I look at them, okay? So before we go any further, I just want to know, I, I should have said this before, you know, but it's better late than never, okay? Uh, you know, disclaimer, this is my theory. Okay, this is not based on factual facts. This is not based on historical facts. I didn't get this shit from a historian. I didn't get none of these details, everything that I'm writing on this website of mine. I didn't get it from a researcher. I didn't get it from a scholar. I didn't get it from a Harvard, you know, academia junkie. I got it from my fucking brain. I got it from my mind, okay? And this is just a theory. This is just my opinion. This is just something that I, that I'm willing to, I'm willing to die on this hill. You feel me? Like I'm willing to stand my ground and, you know, believe in what I believe in, even if people disagree with me, regardless, you know, you have every right to disagree with me. You know, that's nothing new to me. I know that this world is a 50, 50 type of world. You know, some people are going to love you. The other half, they ain't going to like you. Okay, cool. You know, that's fine. You know, so be it. I ain't perfect. I can't please everyone. So I can understand why people are like this, okay? 
but this is just my opinion, all right? Now that we got that out of the way, we can go back to narrating, okay? So let's begin again. The pyramids in hindsight are one of the many basic forms of architecture. The pharaohs, the mayor of the people of their time wanted pyramids to be built to honor the dead and to perform ceremonies, that is rituals for their deities. Some of the rituals, however, were a little bit too overboard to fathom, especially to our modern minds, thanks to the new world that we've adapted in over time. You see, throughout archaic centuries, humans always had an obsession with a god, and for some reason they always had a belief system that in order to impress their god, they have to sacrifice a loved one. The object the Egyptians were obsessed with the afterlife and anything that's being misunderstood to the general public's minds. One of the many taboo subjects throughout their time was death. They wanted to know everything about death, where we go when we die, is there an afterlife, etc. That's why whenever you're watching a documentary or a movie about ancient Egypt, what's the very first thing you see? Symbolism of death, mummies, etc. It seems to me that ancient Egyptians were nowhere near content with their life. They were the definition of miserable, but curious nonetheless. I would argue that they went through famine, poverty, greed, corruption, lust, etc. You know, vulgar everyday things that every metropolis can relate to, just like the cities of LA and New York City, for instance. This was the birth of mystery schools. The mystery schools came, come from a declining economy and all the brightest people of that city that end up losing their marbles become a teacher of early archaic forms of esoterics, that is spiritual science. There were all sorts of cult leaders, that is men, that have aspirations to be a pharaoh, basically a ruler. But they couldn't become one due to the fact that these mystery schools, teachers, were what we call mentally ill. Thus, they couldn't become a leader to the people, that is, the sheeple. Thus, these mystery school teachers, knowing that their dreams have been deferred, they've decided to become a self-employed teacher. And they were equipped with a vivid imagination coming up with parables about serpents, mystical beings, allegories, etc. People were enchanted by their spells, that is, their creative storytelling that these teachers would give out to their pupils, not knowing that these mystery school teachers are loony, suicidal to say the least, and they have all sorts of subliminal wordplay that boils down to sacrificial death, both self-sacrificial and non-self-sacrificial. Not to mention sodomy, but that's a whole different story for a whole nother day. Thus, when the pupils are reaching a higher degree, they don't realize that they're signing up for their own funeral prematurely too. Due to the mystery school teachers making them think that they're becoming smarter than the average Joe, when really they got themselves involved in a death cult. And that's what it is. That's what ancient Egypt is known for. Alright, so before we go any further, let's recap. Okay, ancient Egypt is known for their death cults. Ancient Egypt is known for being obsessed with death. They just love anything that resembles death. Who does that remind you of? 
elitists, wealthy individuals that are controlling the stock market, real estate, hospitals, any form of business, and any type of business model that they're controlling. These are wealthy people just controlling our lives day by bit, day by day, second by second, okay? These people are immensely wealthy. But you know what the you know what the saying is. Hold up, you know what the saying is, right? The say the saying is you know money doesn't buy happiness, right? Money doesn't buy happiness. I think we all know that. You know, I for the record, you know, could vouch for that old saying because it is true. Happiness comes from within. It doesn't come from what we call money. It doesn't come from what we call a piece of paper. Okay. So, what makes them happy? What turns them on? Not not sexually, you know, not in a lustful manner, but I mean like, what's their version of euphoria? What's their version of extreme happiness? What's their version of a natural high? Their version of a natural high is none other than, you know, sacrificing loved ones. You know, 9-11, okay, to Vietnam War, to uh, that apartment, you know, that apartment building that got demolished in Florida happened last year, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, all these people, right, they have one thing in common, right, when it comes to these wars, when it comes to mayhem and havoc. You know, they, they sacrifice people because they're bloodthirsty. They sacrifice people because they get a kick out of it. Just like how Jeffrey Dahmer got a kick out of being a cannibal, eating the physical flesh of other humans. Sickening, but, you know, you gotta inspect. You have to think and analyze how these people think. And that's the, you know, the cold hard truth. As you keep peeling behind the layers, you come to a conclusion that they just get a kick out of it. They get a cheap, a very cheap thrill, a sense of highness, a sense of, you know, dopamine rush, you could say, a dopamine rush that causes them to just, you know, be quote unquote trigger happy, right? That's, that's why all these you know, mass shooters, you know, they go to the, you know, the mosque, right? Where Islamic people pray to their deity, their God. And there's all sorts of, you know, innocent people in that building getting their lives taken away by these bloodthirsty mass shooters. You know, all these people that are wreaking havoc, chaos, in essence, they just get a kick out of sacrificing people, you know, because that's what makes them happy. Okay, what what makes a normal person happy? You know, having a crush on someone, whomever. You know, getting married and then having kids and then seeing their kids right after they come home from work. You know, getting a promotion, getting a brand new vehicle, updated model. You know, getting a Rolex that he's always dreamed of, you know, etc., etc. You know, you might say, oh, that's all mystery. You know, that's all material items, you know, material, it's a fucking tongue twister, okay? So don't, you know, laugh all you want to all the people fucking listening to me, 
All right, sorry that I got out of character, but laugh all you but laugh all you want, okay? I ain't fucking perfect. You can't expect me to pronounce words correctly all the time. All right, laugh all you people, laugh all you want, listeners. All right, y'all gonna miss me when I'm gone. Mark mark my words. Trust me. Okay, material items, right? You might say, oh, divine knowledge. That's nothing but material items. You you, you keep referencing all these materials. Well. You know, to the average common man, especially the Western man, you know, in what we call the Western Hemisphere, they value material items. You know, they fantasize and dream about living in a mansion and having, you know, a pool in the backyard. You know, a pool in the backyard is a sign of American prosperity. A pool in the backyard is a sign of American wealth, the American dream or what have you. Okay, so that's the, you know, the most common core base of happiness to the common Western man, right? But to the Asiatics, the ancient Egyptians, their version of happiness, their version of nirvana was sacrificing people and doing all sorts of tomfoolery, all sorts of foolishness, all sorts of criminal activity that we won't even fucking tolerate. In this country, in this Western country, but they would because that's that's how they roll. That's their tradition. That's their custom. That is their ritual. That is their way of life. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, we can continue back to the narration. We can go back to narrating the article as always. All right. Okay. So. Back to the post. That's why death was a major theme to the city of Egypt, because there were all sorts of clubs that boils down to sacrificing yourself or someone else being run and operated by mentally ill creative wannabe pharaohs. When the leader of the people got the news that his city and community is going to shambles, that is Khufu, Khufu, I would argue that he was obviously upset by the lunacy and the complete madness that his people has got themselves into. Thus, he decided to persuade the people to get their mind off the themes of death and to start becoming productive and make themselves useful for a change. Okay. This was the birth of what we call the Great Pyramid of Giza. In essence, in their time, it was a community project for the people, by the people, to refrain themselves from becoming homicidal maniacs and fighting each other to death. It made the people of Egypt productive, happy, not distracted. It gave them a purpose to find something meaningful with their life. And it worked. But for a temporal time, breeder. Introducing the golden capstone, the device that's willing to end the earth as I know it. Why, you may ask. Good question. I'll explain later on, but first let's look at why the golden capstone went missing. The reason why the golden capstone went missing was because many moons ago, the capstone was a mystifying force of nature. It was golden, aesthetically pleasing. It captured the attention of the ancients due to the fact that it was worth a lot of money in their days, but nonetheless, the capstone was heavily secured throughout the day and the night. The capstone was definitely done to completion in a matter of months slash years with the help of Atlantean technology that ancient Egyptians learned from. 
before that civilization itself went extinct, Atlantis was still thriving. It was the New York City to the times of the ancient Egyptians. They would go there to collaborate with scientists and engineers and take notes of what they can learn from the Atlantean people. Now let's go back to the pyramids. The pyramids of Giza possibly took literally centuries to complete, let's say. There weren't any advanced power tools nor machinery to complete the pyramids. So best believe every tiny detail of the pyramids is nothing but pure, human, rigorous, manual labor done by hand. Fast forward to the pyramids being completed, and at last, they marvel at their first body of work. The ancients being amazed and awed of their completion, knowing that they did something useful for once in their lives, thanks to the pharaoh, the mayor of their time, putting them to work. And thus the pharaoh of all pharaohs told the workers to put the icing on the cake if you catch my drift. In other words, to place the colossal golden capstone on top of the pyramid. And what happened when they placed the capstone on top of the pyramid? It was a little too shiny to the extent where it would blind you. Thus you had to look away or else it would hurt your eyesight parallel to an eclipse. Picture this as the first day of the golden capstone being on top of the pyramid. Don't you think the pharaoh, aka the mayor of the people, told the sheeple to settle down, don't make a big fuss about it. We'll leave it on for a couple more days, let's see if anything changes over time. Things took a turn for, a, for the worse. During the night, the golden capstone will glow in the dark. Thus, flying saucers, UFOs, could see it shining very brightly in a bird's eye view. And thus, aliens or extraterrestrials, whichever one you prefer, landed to our planet. I'm pretty sure the ancient Egyptians were aghast by their presence, knowing that they're looking at numerous aliens with their own two eyes. No matter how amazing and fascinating the scenario may seem to you, it certainly wasn't a picnic for the Egyptians. Because the aliens of their time enslaved the human race. These were the aliens that landed to ancient Egypt. You guys can't see them, but uh, I can always describe it. Now on my website, divineknowledge1.blogspot.com, right? I decided to paste the picture of these two, you know, aliens. They just, they have to be aliens. I mean, and let me tell you why, because it's a, an engraving. It's an engraving on a stone of these two figures with these very long foreheads. Well, not the forehead, just a very long head structure. Oval shaped, you know, kind of like a cone head. You ever seen the movie Coneheads? You guys ever seen that movie Coneheads? You know, look at the poster. Look it up and you would see what I mean. So, you know, they have a they have an oval shaped head. Okay. Almond shaped eyes. Okay. Asiatic. Remember. Okay, and these were aliens that landed to our planet many moons ago. Okay? It's the best way I could describe this illustration as I'm just, you know, talking to you on this audio recording. You know, it's the best I could do, so bear with me.
So uh, back to the narration. This were the aliens that landed to ancient Egypt. Just look at the back of their heads. You think that's human? Those head structures are nowhere near human. These aliens that stepped foot a long time ago to our planet were ruling the human race, making us their slaves, treating us less like human, humiliating us for their own pleasure, etc. They were the new rulers in town taking over our species. Now, they definitely reproduce with our species too, I bet. Hence the reason why females, A-list celebrities have reptilian characteristics coded in their DNA. Just look how colossal they look in this hieroglyphic. They were huge. If they were here right now, we would look like midgets in their eyes. They could easily toy with us and tear us apart limb from limb if they wanted to. Whatever language the aliens were speaking, the ancient Egyptians couldn't process what they were saying. So this took a turn for the worse. The aliens and the ancient Egyptians will have disputes with one another, knowing that they cannot understand each other. The aliens obviously saw their repulsed anger through their actions, so best believe they have a two can play that game mentality. This is why the golden capstone had to be removed, people, because the minute that capstone gets retrieved, we're fucking doomed. What happened to the ancient Egyptians could happen to us at any given time, readers. So you may ask, how did the golden capstone get stolen when the extraterrestrials took over our homeland? You may think I have an answer for everything, which I do not. But my best theory is that during ancient Rome, when Rome was in reign and was slowly building momentum and gaining dominion over the Europe, the, the Europa continent, Europe, some wizard sor sorcerer, if you may, had to come up with it with a device that would cause the aliens to make them upset and make them feel no longer welcome to the extent where they would go back to their flying saucer and go back to wherever the hell they came from look at it like a catholic priest showing the cross of jesus to perform an exorcist to a demonically possessed individual thus the christianity empire known as the Catholic Church, took the golden capstone away from the hands of humanity, locked and secure within a vault for our own good. Could this be the reason why the Europa, Europe diaspora has stigma and contempt, repulsion, looks at them as a disgrace towards the African diaspora, the first Asiatic people of Earth? Because the African ancestors are known for their intelligence, curiosity, technological advancements throughout their timeline, archaic-wise, witchcraft, but most importantly of them all, the biggest holy grail that they came up with, thanks to the help of Atlanteans' highly advanced forms of engineering, known as the Golden Capstone. It seems to me that the ancestors of Europeans had a liking towards the Africans at first, but once they heard the story of the Golden Capstone attracting the attention of aliens, thus enslaving humanity, they probably thought that it was a work of fiction. But once they saw some never-before-seen engravings of the havoc, they started singing a different tune towards the Africans and started looking at them as disgraceful devils. Not because of their skin color or how they look, 
as a one-dimensional form of thinking breeder, but because the European ancestors believed that the African ancestors had tricks up their sleeves to enslave humanity on purpose and not by accident. This could be the case, readers. Now let's fast forward to present day. Where's the camp still now? Well, if you didn't skip anything I wrote and read everything carefully, you would know that the golden capstone is being safeguarded by the Vatican for the good of humanity. This should make you consider thinking that the Vatican is not the enemy, but the preservation of humanity. They're not the boogeyman reptilian devils that all these conspiracy crackpots are writing about, but the good guys, the heroes, the leader of the current sheeple that we need all along. Okay? Yes, there might be reptilian shapeshifters in the Vatican, but same thing applies to your household, your local neighborhood, etc. Okay, I'm not going to read this sentence right here. You know, it's too vulgar. It's not too vulgar, I take that back. It's just, uh, you know, this whole entire paragraph, right, is about how women are half reptilian. And it's, you know, it's a long story of why that's the case. I may make an episode about it on my Patreon. Actually, yeah, I, I would do that, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start charging y'all. Y'all ain't going to listen to this shit for free no more. You know, but this this whole entire paragraph, right? It's just one ginormous, uh, long-winded rant, right? Just me ranting about how women are reptilian shapeshifters. They, are, they do have reptilian DNA, half reptilian, half human. You know, is that bad? No. It's not bad, you know, it's just, you know, I'm just calling a spade a spade, that's all. Okay, so let's skip this paragraph, because it's, uh, you know, it ain't necessary, it's trivial to narrate, especially for this post, okay? So, at the end of the day, we should be thankful that the Vatican decided to steal the capstone from the ancient Egyptians, because if they didn't, this will happen, my favorite decode of all time. Let's read it. We're going to go extinct thanks to the golden capstone being retrieved from the Vatican. It was nice knowing every single one of you. Goodbye. 137. 137, 33rd prime number. We all know what 33 means. I've told you guys trillions and trillions and trillions of fucking times of what 33 means. You don't know? Go back to the archive. Go back to all the episodes that I've recorded throughout my whole entire life. And you will know what 33 means because that's the most mentioned, that's the most referenced, that's the most respected, that's the most uh, omnipresent, nom omnipresent, pardon me, that's the most omnipresent number known to mankind. So I don't need to tell you what 33 means when it's written on the palms of your hands, alright? Let's leave it like that. Therefore, the Vatican is not the Illuminati to all the conspiracy crackpots out there. The Illuminati, as you new kids will like to say it, I prefer the term adversary. The Illuminati this whole entire time are not celebrities or friends, the church, your ex-girlfriend. The Illuminati this whole entire fucking time was aliens planning to hijack our planet known as Earth. That's the enemy that you want to scapegoat all day long, conspiracy crackpots. Thus, the Vatican, the Jesuits are pro-human, therefore the people rooting for the human race, not anti-human, as many people may think. 
They seek out to eliminate anyone that has plans to destroy, eliminate the human race, that is us. So if you're one of those type of people, the powers that shouldn't be will treat you with malice and harm, just like those aliens treated our species many moons ago. Due to the fact because they have a feeling in their gut that you want to eliminate the human race instead of empowering it for the better. So the minute someone retrieves the golden capstone, God forbid, humanity will be gone as we know it. Godspeed, beloved Earth. Okay, we're always fighting. Oh, that's not what it says. Pardon me. We're always having fights with our own species when really our adversary or the overlord or the overlords that are overlooking us every day with their advanced futuristic aircraft contemplating if they should land to our planet again or move on to the next one. If the time comes where aliens come back to enslave us once again, or we as a human race prepare to fight back just like our ancestors did, time will tell. None other by divine knowledge. That is me, world famous fucking researcher, world famous genius, world famous speaker. And I'm out of here. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my narration of... What is it again? You guys want to read it? If you guys want to read it, you guys want to head to my website, like I said before, divineknowledge1.blogspot.com. Very simple, you know, word, title to type out. You know, even, uh, you know, a kid could easily type out Divine Knowledge 1 on the Google search engine. World-famous website. For anybody that's curious about the esoterics, uh, gnosis, you know, spiritual science, spiritual mysteries, numerology, gematria, death rituals, Freemasonry, all that jazz. You know, what's the title of this post? Let me read it one again. Let me read it once again. Okay. The missing capstone is the reason why Earth hasn't gone extinct yet. Parentheses, literally parentheses. Okay, so that is the post that I wrote, you know, back in early January. And it was just an idea that came to my mind when I saw the $1 bill. And the rest is history. Bye-bye. Y'all have a good one. I love y'all. Stay curious. Bye.